Coming up, we love Disney. God knows we love Disney. We travel to Disney. We wear Disney clothes. We spend our money on Disney. We sail on Disney Cruise Line. So today's show is all about how has Disney changed our lives. We're coming to you from the Give Kids the World meet in New Jersey. And this is the Diz Unplugged. the show coming to you from the New Jersey uh, New Jersey Disney to raise money for Give Kids the World. I'm your host Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends Kathy Whirling. Hi everybody. Teresa Ackles. Jenny Lynn Knopp. And back in the at the production table, our producer Dustin West. Hello. Along with associate producer Craig Williams. Oh, they like you, Craig. I know. <laughs> it helps not to know them. It's a young crowd. It's a young crowd. <laughs> so a couple things I need to get out of the way in housekeeping because I've received my marching orders from the genius this morning. Um, uh, Dizapalooza. First of all, how cool, right? Oh, you can do better than that. We're renting out Diagon Alley. We just opened that up for sale last Monday. It is already 60% sold out. Wow. Oh my gosh. So we are, yeah, they're going, they're moving fast. So if you're interested in joining us December 5th, 2015, for three uninterrupted hours at Diagon Alley at Universal Studios Orlando, you're going to want to sign up soon. This is going to sell out. Um, I can't believe it because when we decided we were going to cap it at 1,000 people, um, we didn't expect, you know, that was kind of like, okay, that's really not going to happen, but let's set that as the cap. Um, and here we are, well over 600 right now, um, uh, sold on that. Podcast Crew 6, I can't believe this, 85% of our group space is gone. Wow. Um, now, that doesn't mean that 85% of the ship is sold out, just 85% of that group space that we held. So if you are thinking about Podcast Crew 6, December 4th through the 11th, 2016, because we had people asking, how are you doing a podcast cruise in Dizapalooza on the same week? <laughs> One is 2015, the other is 2016. If you're interested, a $500 deposit holds uh, your stateroom and lock in that pricing because once our group space is gone, that pricing is gone and my computer's making noise at me. Um, so please join us on that. It looks like it's going to be great. We already have 400 people signed up to join us. On Podcast Crew 6, again, this has only been open for a couple weeks. So um, I know the people that are on that cruise that are not sailing with us probably don't like us very much because we've been driving up the prices of those staterooms. As we're selling, those prices are going up and up. Now, once our, once our group space is gone, you can still book on that cruise, but you're going to pay a lot more than our group space. So John wanted me to make sure I mentioned that. But it is awesome to be back home in New Jersey. I am, you know, these meets are always, these meets are always special for me. This one in particular, you know, I'm coming home, uh, more or less. And uh, my family's, my family's here. So that's, uh, that's awesome. I get a chance to see my family, which, uh, you know, could always happen more, but too busy traveling around the country and the world, giving you people entertainment. <laughs> um, so this has been... <clears throat> Great! It's great to see such a great, uh, a nice, uh, nice big crowd. Uh, congratulations to our meatball eaters. Um, apparently, coming to New Jersey, uh, our New Jersey meets, we have to either gorge on tasty cakes or meatballs. Um, so that was a lot of fun, and uh, I am. I just I, I love coming up for this, um, and it's just great to see such a. Such a nice big, uh, a, a nice big group. Um, with these, with these shows, the last several that we've done on the road, uh, if some of you remember that, you know, uh, in years past, we kind of recreated a new show a little bit in doing this. I decided, you know, I don't want to do that. We want to do something special, something that involves you guys, allows you guys to, you know, give some feedback and, and share some of your experiences. So we've been trying to come up with topics that, that kind of allow for that. And I was really struggling with this one. I just didn't know what it was that 
I wanted to I wanted to talk about. And yesterday, driving back from the event last night, um, I was talking to Dustin, and we're kind of like brainstorming ideas. And it just kind of occurred to me that you know, take a look at the number of people in this room right now, the number of people who come to our site, who listen to our show, uh, participate on our discussion forums, the number of other Disney fans there are outside of our group that, you know, it, make it our mission. Make it our mission. Go to Disney World, go to Disneyland, sail on the cruise line. If it's got Disney on it, there's something about that that reaches us in a way that probably not too many other products reach us. And it's not about branding, and it's not about marketing. It's about something different for us. There's a reason we are so into this. You know, I've told my story on the show before that my first time going to Disney, uh, I was a year sober. And walking into Epcot and walking around Epcot, the, what occurred to me was, you know, everything was larger, <clears throat> excuse me, larger than life, and everyone was friendly, and everything was clean. And this is what I got high to feel, this perfect world. And I could leave everything that I didn't like outside the gates and have this experience. That moment, and I remember the moment. I remember the exact moment I thought that. You want to talk about a change in somebody's life? I told myself for every year I stayed sober, I was going to take myself back to Disney World. And that was the carrot on the end of the stick. And I went back again. And then I went back twice a year. And then I went back three times a year. And then I met John, and we bought DVC, and then John got a job for Disney. And we moved down to Orlando, and I started the site, and I started Dreams Unlimited Travel. And now I'm here with you nice people. And I can tell you, I mean, this is more, you don't tell that story about a brand. This isn't about a brand. This is about something that touches us emotionally. So I want to know what it is about Disney that touched you. What is it about Disney that made you become the fan that you are? That you will come out to raise money for this amazing organization that, by the way, changes lives through magic, bringing these, bringing these kids and these families to Disney. Talk about changing lives. And so I thought I'd start with our, our esteemed panel up here at the <laughs> table. We're going to come to you last because you made everybody cry in <laughs> Richmond. <laughs> and Jenny Lynn, I'm going to start with you. What is, how did Disney change your life? Disney has actually changed the entire course of my life. That even goes beyond the scope of this podcast. But um, it's, uh, I, I really, I, I've always gone to Disney. I've always loved Disney since I was a child. Always my favorite place to go. For some reason, I really latched onto it in my teens, which is kind of strange because that's usually the age that a lot of kids kind of feel like, oh, I'm too old for Disney. But um, it worked the opposite for me. And um, as far as how it changed my life, the that probably happened when I moved away from Florida and I was in Virginia and I was just always constantly wanting to come back and constantly looking for ways to try to connect with it, even though I was so far away. Um, and found the Diz boards. <laughs> and that was a really big way uh, for me to talk to people that felt the same. And then I, I believe, you know, I've, I think I've told this story a couple times. I wrote a trip report, which is still out there on the Diz boards. For anyone who cares, go in the archives. True Confessions of a Neurotic Disney Mom. That would be this girl. <laughs> And um, I, I just it helped me connect with a lot of people in, in a new way because as people would respond to what I was putting in, putting up there and relating, I started my own blog um, as a result of that. And then from the blog, it's um, a very successful blog, I might add. Yeah, it did it did really well, so well to the point that uh, my family picked up and moved back to Florida just to see how far uh, I could get with it, and. Um, here I am. I think I got pretty far. Yeah. <laughs> so um, in that way, it's it's uh, changed the whole course of my life, of my family's lives. We all now live close to Disney. It is a very integral part of 
everything that we do. We eat, sleep, and breathe it, and now earn a paycheck from it. <laughs> so I guess, you know, um, I, I had never in intended for that to happen. Um, you know, originally the idea was to be a stay-at-home mom that, you know, cooks dinner every night in Virginia. And um, I can't see that. <laughs> That, that, was, that was a wonderful thing, and I certainly did do it for a while, but we definitely went off in a different direction. And, you know, here I am, and i just, you know, as happy as a clam. And I feel like I was able to lay hold of a, a dream in some ways that I didn't actually dare to believe completely that it could happen. Well, I know one of the areas where our stories intersect was what happened when we put our passion for that, mm -hmm. passion for Disney out there. Mm -hmm. I mean, I never expected any of this. I'll never look yeah. anybody in the eye and say, oh, yeah, this was all part of the plan. I had no idea. I was just, I wanted to build a website. Yeah. And this was some, a topic I was passionate about. This was something I felt I could share with other people. And I never expected it to turn into anything. Um, the same thing kind of happened. You just put your trip report out there. and Yeah, it, it, and it just... Um it, it's interesting because as I was writing it, this was something that was a very, it was very time consuming. If you go to the trip report, I think it's like eight, somewhere between 80 and 90 pages of, you know, Lord. a thread. And, <laughs> right. It, but it was a very moving experience and a very therapeutic thing for me to go through. I wrote it in the middle of an extremely difficult time for my family. My, um, my youngest had been uh, diagnosed with a medical condition that turned our lives upside down and consumed it. And um, so living that every day was very honestly somewhat of a nightmare. And to be able to take the time out and write about our vacation and, and the happy moments that we lived while we were there, it just was, it was a very therapeutic thing and something that I actually needed to, to do because the stories that I wrote about the trip were you know, I, I found myself even laughing while I was writing it. And, and to be very honest, was, during those days, it was probably the only times that I laughed at all during those days. Mm -hmm. So um, it was something that I needed to do, and it was something that took a lot of time. And I, I remember uh, my husband being concerned about that. And I remember telling him, I just, there's just something about this. I have to do this. I, I don't know why. It's just a trip report. But I need... Uh -huh to do this. And so then when I did it and people responded to it and then it, you know, led to the blog, it, it continued to be this thing like I just have to, I have to do this. I can't not and then look back one day and, and ask myself what if. That, qu that question would have haunted me for the rest of my life. Exactly. So I did. I, I did have to put it out there and it all, you know, revolved around my passion for Disney. And again, like you said, following that passion and pursuing that has absolutely changed my life. Oh, it was funny, too, because I remember when you did your trip report, that came up on my radar that, you know, obviously there was something that was getting a lot of, a lot of page views, a lot of traffic. <clears throat> and then when you started your blog, which was called The Disney Driven Life, um, that was on my... So you were always on my radar for years. You were on my radar. And for, like, there was, like, two or three years before we hired you that I kept saying to Corey... I, I got to hire her. She's got to come work for me. I, you know, it was just something about her that I connected with. And yeah. certainly that, oh, there she goes. <laughs> so, you know, you take a look at that, you know, from just somebody, you know, sharing their, their, their story and their passion on the boards and, and that path here, it's exactly what I'm talking about, you know? And, uh, and you know, it is, it's, it's everything that I, it, it's interesting because it's full circle. It started there. And it's ended here. Yeah. And it's, um, I can't think of anything that I would rather be doing. I mean, they even have, you know, the Walt Disney World Moms panel. And I, I applied for that, made it through a few rounds for a couple of those years, and never quite made it. And now I know why. I actually wasn't meant to be there. I was mm. meant to be here. Well, I, I believe that, too. Awesome. Yeah. So I'm going to go back to uh, the table and uh, talk to Craig for a second. But I'd like people, if, you're, if you've got some stuff you'd like to share, we want to hear what you have to say. He said, uh, just start lining up over here alongside Dustin. And none of you are moving. Let's go. Come on. <laughs> Come on. 
You've got stories. We know you've got stories. And don't worry, Craig will be quick, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what about you, Craig? What about you? What was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, uh, long story short, uh, it's just changed my life in every way because, uh, oops, wrong button. My bad. Uh, I uprooted from Pennsylvania where I thought I'd probably live my entire life. Uh, moved down to Florida, which I don't agree with anything that happens in Florida. I don't like the weather. I don't, <laughs> I just, I don't like very much about it, except that's where Disney was and that's where my opportunity was. So that's why I had to go down there. And now I look at myself, I was kind of a, uh, a, a rough around the edges type person, I guess I would say, with some no. of the things I did. And now, like, I have a dream job that's taken me so many places and still taking me other places in the future. It's just incredible. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Depending on how the rest of this goes. Uh, <laughs> uh, because I came down for Disney and they didn't want me to work with them any longer and that <laughs> led me over. Okay, to, that is not the full story. That is the full story. Uh, it, but that led me to Universal, which is now a very integral part of my work day that I bring to this company and it also is where I met my fiance. Oh, so, you know, there's that sweet. aspect too. If, yeah. if you consider that and... Uh, no, my my life just could be completely different. I could be waiting tables up in Pennsylvania still because I wasn't bad at it, but you don't make money that way. But now I've I've got a dream life. So yeah, it's, it's all a dream. Yeah, I didn't I didn't start out ever expecting to come down there, and it just did it on a whim. And Disney did everything for me now. So awesome. Yeah. Cool. Very cool. I see Jay standing over here. Jay, you got something to say? You got a microphone over here. Let's grab that from Dustin. Stand right here. And people, I'm going to tell you something. If you don't get up, I'm taking that microphone. I'm coming out into the audience. I will do Phil Donahue on you people so fast. Uh, for me, I think that what, what brought us to Disney is, is really the promise of, of one man. The, the promise of, of what the Disney dream um, is really supposed to be about. And when you think about what Walt Disney set out to do, um, it's as close to creating the ideal of what mankind tries to be to one another, um, no, matter, no matter where they find themselves. A place where um, the goodness of, of man is always on display. Um, a place that, that, that promises so many different things that we don't somehow find in what we call the real world. Um, it, it's, it's really an ultimate utopia, not just a physical place, but it's a place of the mind, I think. It is for me. It's a, it's a place of the heart where, you know, we talk about peace and love to all mankind. Well, the Disney dream actually brings that to fruition in, in real life. I mean, we've had a number of situations going to Disney. My first time was in 93 uh, with my wife on our honeymoon. And we've had situations where um, we were left completely astounded by some of the things that cast members uh, did to help us in, in, in some difficult situations. Um, but, but really, this is all about the dream of one man to bring the promise of what humanity is supposed to be to the real world and to every one of us in some little way. That's what it means to me. Awesome. Thank wow. you. Wow. Wow. Full waterworks. <laughs> it's just so deep. <laughs> it's so deep. Oh, I see, I see eyes are being dabbed. See, people, I'm not alone. I'm just hearing your. Well, uh, let's let's talk to you now, Mrs. Oh, it's not. It's not. <laughs> Is this the best time? <laughs> now, I don't know. I don't know how many people know this, um, but um, Teresa. Um, Do I know this? Yeah, <laughs> you know this? I hope so. You're there. <laughs> Teresa came to work for me um, only a few months after Bob Varley passed away. Um, Teresa basically 
was Bob's replacement, the things he was doing in the company for Dreams at that time. Um, I had to find somebody, and uh, Teresa, of course, my sister-in-law. Um, so it was kind of in the family. And uh, but why don't you talk about your your journey? My life, my journey. Okay. Um, <laughs> mine's a simple story. <laughs> Disney's always been there in our lives, right? Since it's always been around, whether it be on TV or in the movies, as far as I can remember. But it was not a big part of my life until I came to Florida. I'm gonna cry, people. <laughs> No, Disney to me is like, it's all about the happy. It's all, it, it makes me cry. <laughs> it's all about, like they just said, you know, there's, it's all good. There's no, um, you can forget about everything when you're there. Plus the history of it all. That's what kills me is, you know, I didn't, I knew Walt existed when I was a child, but ever, he was just on Sunday night TV, right? Or, right. You never really thought about it. Being out there, being a man, I'm crying, I'm weeping. Move on to Kathy. Um, <laughs> no, it's all about. And I, who would have thought when I, you hired me and I moved to Florida that I was going to meet these people? Well, it was you know? really yeah. cool to watch bizarre. to watch her evolution as a fan, because I mean, she certainly appreciated Disney. Oh yeah, uh, but she didn't have the bug. And then once she moved down here and started working for the company and getting into the parks. And I knew that once she got into the parks and really started doing this, she'd get, she'd get it. Oh, yeah. And she did. And it was really cool to kind of watch that, watch that evolution. Evolution, yeah. Mm -hmm. Evolution, that's a good way to put it. But no, I love it. No? No, go ahead, finish. What? No, no, finish. What? What are you saying? <laughs> I was just going to say you hit on something a second ago that's really key, and I think that all of us would agree how Disney has changed our lives, and it's the people that it has brought oh, into yeah. our lives. I know, um, living in Orlando, I'm not near any of my family, um, but I know a lot of other fans of Disney, and the people that I would, you know, pretty much consider my family now, um, they're all people that I know because, because of, of this. Because mm -hmm. of our yeah. love for, I mean, there's you guys. We were talking about this at breakfast this morning, weren't we? Yeah. About how, who would have thought that, you know, because you used to be 20 years ago or whatever, you had your family, you had the people you worked with, and a few other friends from school or whatever, right. but you didn't step out to New Jersey. I mean, who goes yeah. to Jersey when you're... <laughs> Right? I mean, no, I love Jersey. I'm not saying I don't. I'm just saying, why would I be here, right? That'll be the that'll be the state tourism board's tagline for next season. But Who goes Jersey. to Jersey? Jersey. <laughs> you know, you don't think about that stuff, you know, because you're. Why would I? Why would I come here other than just to pass through, right? Unless I'm coming here to meet people that I love and that for people that have like-minded interests and and all, you know, it's just. Well, we were, you know, saying this morning that there's so many familiar faces. Yeah. You know, people that I've gotten to know from this, from this meet, just from this meet, let alone things that we've done before and the number of people that have come into my life through this because we share this, we share this common, common yeah, passion, it, not the least of which, you know, these amazing people I get to work with because I really do have, I have the best team going. I cannot tell you people... The, how awesome it is to work with these people. I was just saying uh, to somebody yesterday that, you know, I come up here because, you know, I love doing this. I, I love going to the meets and raising the money for Give Kids the World. That's my number one thing, the number one reason I come up here. My number two reason is I get to spend time with these guys in a way that I don't back in Orlando because we get back to Orlando mm -hmm. and we're just kind of off doing our thing. You know, you work from home. It's an Internet-based business. You know, we all get together on Tuesdays for the show. Maybe we'll get together and have a bite to eat afterwards. But for the most part, this is the time I really get to spend. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think I really look forward to that. That's, you know. Yeah. And we all just kind of get to do And who would have thought? Team. Because cause we all have other interests, you know, other parts of our lives that aren't involved with Disney. And who would, you know, I can't imagine. 
I never would have met Kathy. No. Right. Or these guys. Good Lord, I wouldn't hang around them for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But I love them to death. Feelings mutual. <laughs> oh, right? Well I was thinking about it coming up here on the plane. And I might have said it to the crazy lady next to me. I can't remember who I said the it to. The one that was thrown. Oh, that was Richmond. No, 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 no. no Richmond. This one was an author. She writes historic romance. But anyway, so I'm sitting next to her, and, I'm, and she said, oh, who are you traveling with? You know, and she was, like, squeezing my arm and being all friendly. And I'm like, okay. I said, well, the two women behind us. And then there's the What tall, kind of flight was it? It was a weird flight. And I said, and the tall guy. And I said, and the tall guy right up there in the front row. I said, he's with us, too. But he never sits with us on the plane. And I said, I'm sure he has his reasons. And I know what the reasons are. He doesn't want to sit with the crazy women in the back. But that's the reason. I've I know, already explained you know, this several times. I know. I've got long legs. I need the extra space. <laughs> I love you. You know that. But anyway. Hello. Hi. When I was growing up, and we, we never talked about Disney. You saw what wonderful world of Disney on TV, but it wasn't even that I dreamed to go someday or begged our parents to go. We didn't even talk about it in my house. Steve, my husband, grew up, um, he went, I think he said in 78 was the first time he went to Disney World, and he would go every year and was always collecting. So when we dated in high school, he had all this Disney stuff in the house. And I thought, okay, that's interesting. And, <laughs> and I, I think I've told you that we dated, broke up, and we got back together nine years later. And he was going down to Disney World, and they offered to let me go with him if I could pay the airfare. So I'm like... Okay, I could do that. It might be fun. I'll go see the park. And we walked onto Main Street, and the second I walked onto Main Street, you said you remember the moment that it was just in awe. I laughed, I smiled, I cried. It was, this was perfect, and I just fell in love with it. And I looked at Steve, and I said, I get it now. I didn't even go into the park, and I got it. And I don't know why we're still in Jersey, to tell you the truth right now. But, <laughs> but I decided at that point that all the that Disney stuff passive, in the house... That wasn't passive-aggressive at all. <laughs> so, so now our house is covered with Disney stuff, and we're doing all this stuff, and we go every year. So it's, it's, it's wonderful. Awesome. Thank so you. Th wait, I have a question for you. So... All right, so you were dating, and you knew he's, you saw all this Disney stuff, and it didn't scare you away? Apparently not. No. Well, okay. well, no. I mean, I did break up with him for oh, okay. after about six months or something. But something kept calling me. Maybe right. it was Disney. Maybe it wasn't Steve. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Thank you very much. <laughs> you know, it, uh, it 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 that brings something to mind. Um, how many people here have converted their spouse to the cause? Yeah, a lot of hands, a lot of hands. You know, I, you know, I've told the story when, when John and I met. John, you know, I was, you know, the crazy Disney fan. You know, I was talking about it all the time. I was coming down here all the time. And John had been once before with some friends and had a very bad experience. Not with Disney, with the friends. Um, and so he was, like, not really about going to, going to Disney. And I'm like, this is kind of really important to me. And if this relationship's going to work, you're going to Disney World. <laughs> And so he went along, and after the first trip, after the first trip, it's like, oh, okay, absolutely. Like, I love this. This is awesome. This was not the experience I had last time. There's something to be said for going to Disney your first time with a true blue fan because you're going to see the best parts of it somebody, with somebody who knows. And then it was, um, we went a few more times. We took my parents for their first trip down there. Um, after we had bought, well, we had bought DVC, I think the second time we went together, I wanted to do the DVC tour. And we pull into Old Key West, because that's what they were selling at that point. We pull into Old Key West, and I'll never forget it. Before we get out of the car, he looks at me, and he goes, we're not buying anything. <laughs> I said, I understand. I just want to know what this is about. I've heard about it. I've seen it. We get the tour of Old Key West. I'll remember our, our, uh, our rep. Her name was Larissa Brock. And she gives us this great tour. And she said, um, now why don't you guys you know, take a little time, walk around, and then we'll sit down and we'll talk about details. John looks at me. He goes, I want this. <laughs> I thought we weren't buying anything. Needless <laughs> to say, we bought in at Old Key West. So... 
you know, I, I think about the, you know, and plus the number of people in my life that I brought down that weren't fans before that ended up being, being hardcore fans. Some I'm still working on. But uh, so that was, yeah, that just brought that, made me think of that when, uh, when she was talking. Um, let's come over to you, Mrs. Whirling. Oh, geez. Oh, Has Disney changed my life? Hmm. <laughs> you know, when I think back, you know, I've, it's 20 years now that I've been a, a Disney fan. When my husband died, you know, I was still in the phase of why would anybody ever want to go to Disney? And I was also a person that hated change. And I think Disney came into my life, you know, I don't know that my husband had to die for me to come to Disney, but Disney made a big change in my life. You know, Disney was there for me. Disney allowed me to be a normal person. I've told this story, you know, that when I got to go to the parks, nobody knew that I didn't have a husband. You know, my kids got to be kids. You know, the one time... My, they had been telling my son, who was the youngest at the time, who was nine, that um, he needed to be the man of the family. And my son believed that that was his job at that point. And when I saw my son going down Main Street, I just saw all the cares leave his shoulders that he got to go back to being a kid. And so I went you know, back, back home to Pittsburgh, and I lived my life through the Diz. I saw, you know, people would post pictures, and I'd go, oh, look, they, they put new flower pots in, or they, you know, what, whatever it was. And I'm there like, you know what, if I ever was lucky enough to get to move to Florida, I was going to repay the favor. So, you know, my daughter went and did the college program twice, and she, you know, came home and said, you know, Mom, I don't, don't want to live in Pennsylvania anymore. And I went, hey, where are we moving to? <laughs> and Massachusetts was on the list. And then, of course, there was Disney. So, you know, we told the relatives that we were moving to Florida, and they thought we were crazy because mm -hmm. I had spent so many years making fun of Disney. So I moved, and, you know, the, the story was I was going for a simpler, quieter life. <laughs> and I thought I was just going to live out my golden years, you know, living in, years. You know living in Florida. Um, you know, who knew that all this was going to happen? Right. You know, I, I volunteered back in Pittsburgh, and, you know, I, I missed that. You know, I volunteered for two different charities, and I thought that, that, you know, my family needed to know that volunteering made a difference. So when I, you know, came to the Diz and we started doing Give Kids the World stuff, that, that fit in perfectly with my world because it's like we're all here because of Disney, but I'm sure we're all here because of Give Kids the World, that... We can take our love of Disney, and we can do something. Pay you know, forward, just yeah. you know, just like Walt Disney did. He took that one little idea, and every one of these events that we've gone to, they started with one little idea, mm -hmm. and created these events. And we've raised money for charity to, to help bring families to Disney. That you know, whatever's going on in their life, and they get to go to Disney. And I said, you know, the thing for Disney for me is. When you walk in that park, all your cares and woes just sort of go away. And maybe that's why I don't like um, the magic bands and fast passes, because it sort of takes away from that for me. Oh, we're going there? Well, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, go there. <laughs> I'm just saying, but, you know, to be able to go into the park, no matter what's going on in your daily life, and you can go in the park and you can forget about it. And for me, it's like about the details. And when we went out to California and I got to go to Disneyland this last time, you know, I don't want to insult anybody's religion, but it was sort of like a religious experience. It was like going back to the core. It was like, you know, who knew? I kept thinking when we were out there, you know, like Walt Disney, he was a dreamer. He came up with, but could he, he, he have ever imagined it would create all of this with all these people and the pe I think of the people like we were saying this morning the people I've met because of Disney I now have friends around the world yeah good friends and friends that I probably see more often than my relatives that are still back in Pittsburgh yeah. that they're up on my daily life you know if somebody had told me that this was going to happen I would have never believed yeah, it. Right. But, but it was meant to happen, though, right? Everything I, happens for a reason. I believe that. Well, see, that's 
in my world, that's something I struggle with all the time. It's like, but why? Or what? Just go with the flow. You don't I, have to worry about why. But I said, you know, like for me, you know, who would have ever thought once I got into Disney that I'd be sitting at a table like this in New Jersey talking about Disney? Because most of the people in my world are like, Disney, you know? But this is like a room, everybody gets it. Well, that's the thing. I think for most of us, we all know, because we hear, we hear it all the time, you tell people that you're going back to Disney World, and they look at you and go, again? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they don't get it. They don't get it. And, you know, but you take a look on the Internet in particular. There is, there is a community for anything and everything, whether you're into cars or sports or, okay, Kevin just turned me on to the purse blog forums. <laughs> oh, um, it's like you know, purse crazy people? Oh, pur- it's, all about, it's all about bags. It's all about bags. <laughs> And, and you think the God. cats are crazy? <laughs> the cats are crazy. So you don't pay for your cats. <laughs> yeah, but you snuggle yeah, your bags. Well, but I don't have I don't have cult cats that are like doing satanic things in the middle of the street. In her defense, they did form a pentagram in the street. They did on the roof of the neighbor's house. Okay. So, but, but I I was just gonna say you know so when I moved and I started posting pictures on the Diz, I repaid the favor. I can remember the season, first season I moved there was the season of four hurricanes because my friends and relatives had said, well, tell us how you like Florida after that first summer. Mm -hmm. And that's when four came through. But I can remember going in Magic Kingdom and taking pictures of the, the holes in the cement where they tied down the carts when a hurricane comes through and like how many hits and stuff. Because I knew that there were people out there, you know, that were sitting at their homes wondering how does Disney prepare for a hurricane and I says being connected with the Diz that we're always in the parks we're always telling people what's going on it's like I get to repay that favor almost daily and thanks to Pete and John because I can remember sitting in a uh, convention when John sent me the email to come work for dreams Mm -hmm. and it's like wow I would have you know, because I can remember one time we were at dinner with Marty Sklar, and you went, "Can you imagine you're yeah. sitting here with Marty Sklar?" And I went, "No, because I didn't <laughs> like Disney." But now it's like, "Wow, how cool is this?" Awesome. Is cool. Yeah, I love all the pictures you post. She's you know? so like that. When we did the uh, Disney World Seven and Seven, we were covering the Wilderness Lodge one day. And she's like a leaf on the ground. Oh my gosh, Walt touched it. Well, and they were. <laughs> <laughs> and I get, I'm like, oh my god, Kathy, you saw that leaf. Hey, they had taken down the they had taken down the teepee chandeliers because they were cleaning them. And I was like, I was thinking, oh, we're gonna have to wait until this is all cleared yeah. out of the way to take care of what because you can't take a and picture like. But she was it, right? the opposite. I'm thinking we can't take pictures now. We have to wait. Oh, she was no. like, do we have to take no, pictures no, no. now? Everybody will want to know how they clean the chandeliers yes, at the Wilderness Lodge. Right. No. And they do. Yes. She was right. When Those she was pictures like, did really well. <laughs> on the mission where she was like, how do they change the light bulbs at Wilderness yeah. Lodge or something? Yep. You were on that. It was like days worth of investigative reporting. I love that. <laughs> and Hard hitting. The, the, um, the feral cats of Disneyland. Yes. How many pictures? Oh, my God. That, that, and now she's crying about feral cats. Awesome. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Um, mine is kind of a two-parter. It's how it changed my childhood and how it changed my adulthood. So okay. I apologize Ooh. if I ramble for a little bit. Um, That's all right. I'll cut you off. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're done. Sit down. Um, but it's always been in my life since I was three. I started going in 1991. Next year will be my 25th year of going. So it was always kind of in my life. And like you said before, when, when you were a teenager and it wasn't cool to like it when you were a teenager, when I was 13, all I cared about was Epcot. Nobody understood it. I didn't care. It was me, Epcot. That was it. <laughs> they could make fun of me all I wanted. I didn't care. And then all my life, it was I was going to move to Disney, and I was going to work there. And that was it. And I'm going to do the college program, and that's it. And I went, and parts of it actually soured it for me for a while, really? which really upset me. So, uh, it was a great experience, but part of it actually, like Pete, when you are talking about before, when you go behind the scenes and see how the sausage is made, yeah. sometimes it kind of takes the, the air out of your tires, which is kind of what happened to me for a little while. So I kind of got out of it for a while. And then I slowly got the bug back. And once again, now I can say my husband, Casey, when we went down on our honeymoon, um, it all came flooding back. So... Oh, good. It just it all came back around, so I'm 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 back into it now, and now, I, I like it again. <laughs> was your was your husband a Disney fan? Or? He was not. I got him into it completely. Awesome. Yep. 
So that's Good. basically Fantastic. it. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Okay, I have a little different perspective because I didn't really go to Disney when I was a kid. First time we went, we took our kid, my ex and I, we brought the kids, and then we didn't go again for years after that. And actually, with my wife over there, first time we went back was in 2010, and I was unemployed. And we were doing something for my son who was playing at ESPN, playing baseball. And we got a chance to spend a day at Epcot, and it started there. Mm. And then we, we went in another trip, and now we can't help but love it. I walk in, I don't do a full-on Teresa, but when I walk in... Exactly. <laughs> it means he's not emotionally unstable. Oh, okay. <laughs> but there's video of me saying, as we're walking under the bridge, and saying, i got to put my sunglasses on because I'm going to yeah. cry. And I cry every time I walk in. And I'm a 53-year-old man. And every time we go, we meet people from all over the world. Yep. We meet little kids who are having a great time. There's so much we realize we've never seen or never done. I've never done Country Bear Jamboree. Oh my gosh. So I don't have the experiences that she has, but every year now. I actually got permission today, as you were talking about Dizpalooza, that I can book it. Awesome. <laughs> My wife said so. so. <laughs> and now I've told the world. That needs to be world. a t-shirt. Yeah. My yeah, wife really. said so. Because we weren't planning a trip this year, but she goes, we could go, and then we don't have to go next time. So, <laughs> so for, for someone who's older, and, and I'm the guy at work who helps everybody plan their vacation and, and go through all that, to me, what Disney is is it's just peace and fun, and I can be a kid. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Someday I'll be goofy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny. You know, I, I was saying before, we all know, we all have the experience of saying to people we work with or friends or family that you're going back to Disney and they look at you like you're crazy. Who's the first person they come to when they're planning their trip? Yep, exactly. Right? All right, so I want to talk to Dustin first. Next, before we go to our next, our next guest, Dustin, talk about uh, your experience. Yeah, for me, um, I'm actually kind of changing the story as I'm thinking about it from what I was going to uh, uh, say um, coming into this. But, um, you know, for me, I hear a lot of people talk about how um, this uh, celebrating Disney or going to Disney is kind of an escape or uh, takes them back to their childhood or um, makes them feel like a child again. Um, for me, it's kind of been the exact opposite. I think I've, I've grown up with Disney. I was always a child when I experienced it. And now and my new experiences uh, with Disney and with working with you and with all you guys, it's really been more about the formative um, uh, becoming an adult, really. You know, I have um, and becoming a professional and... For me, that's what I associate when I hear, how has Disney changed your life? I mean, I've become much more mature. Um, with your help, Pete, I mean, I've definitely learned a whole lot more about myself in terms of, you know, being professional, but also in terms of uh, <laughs> personality disorders that I probably have. Um, so, have multiple <laughs> yes, I do. Um, and so it's it's just been um, it's not an escape anymore because uh, as a kid, obviously it's it's an escape into some a fantasy world. But as before, I got this job as an adult. I'd gone through gone through some pretty tough stuff, um, and you know one of my one of my very best friends. Um, from from childhood, he was like a brother to me. He passed away, so I kind of ended up moving down to Florida just to try to get away from everything. But that stuff follows follows you with you. So um, going into uh, working here, I realized that I needed to get past all that other stuff and and figure myself out and become this professional adult, not this child anymore. And now, because of that, I can experience things like this. I can experience things like the theme park. 
and have a much more emotionally rich experience because of it. So I'm just very, very grateful that ultimately Disney has brought all of that into my life and becoming awesome. Disney in general to me and my family is very special to me. Um, mainly because it's special to me is my first trip to Disney, me and my grandmother and my mom, we all went. And shortly after the trip, my grandmother died. And um, so we, the next trip we planned, it really helped me, sor- it helped me sort of forget that that was sad for me and that it helped me escape from all the bad feelings and I had a lot of fun and that that's why it's special to me. Awesome. You know, the um I I I've I've told the story that the first time I ever saw my parents hold hands was walking into Epcot. And, you know, I Started doing all of this really in 1997, 1998. My father passed away in 2001. And got, I, I'd, I'd gotten the chance to have experiences with him in the parks. I'd gotten a chance to take him on the cruise. Um, and, you know, you always think you have more time. You always think you've got, you know, you don't expect it to happen. But... When it, you know, I, I'm very grateful for those experiences. I'm very grateful for those memories. Uh, even though they weren't as plentiful as I would have liked them to be, the fact that I have them is something I hold on to. I hold on to very dearly. Mm-hmm. So thank you for that. That was very nice. Hey. Disney has, I don't know if it's like changed my life because it's always been it's there. You. Oh, yes, <laughs> it's me. But um, I just love it so much because. I love the history, and I love just being there. Everything about it's just amazing. And I, every time you go there, you see something different that you didn't see, which is really cool. And mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't be writing as much if I didn't know about Disney, and I probably wouldn't be do. I probably wouldn't be watching as many movies if it wasn't for Disney. And it, it's fun to tell my friends about it because you know. I know more about Disney than any of my friends. <laughs> so it's really fun to tell them about it. And then sometimes they get interested, and then they get interested, which makes me feel good about myself. <laughs> but um, I wanted to show you something. I made some memes. Diz memes. <laughs> okay, so there you go. <laughs> oh, should I? Yeah, hold. <laughs> it's a picture of me that says don't ask me about the parking garage <laughs> and there's a picture of Craig that says exact you <laughs> that's an awesome because he was trying to say exactly and, and thank you well thank you. if you can if you can uh, email those to Dustin and then we'll make sure when the video goes up on Tuesday that we'll put those full screens so people can see them. Thank you for that. That's awesome. That's so sweet. Steve. Hi, everybody. Um, Just like she said, Disney didn't change my life. Um, I was born and bred Disney. Um, The first movie I ever saw in a theater was The Jungle Book in 1967. Um, We watched all the Disney TV shows. Obviously, Disney World didn't exist yet at the time, and living in Philadelphia, Disneyland wasn't really on our radar except on the television set. But my first trip to Disney was in 1978, so I was 13, um, you know, when I first experienced Disney World. And, you know, and I went into Disney World as, like, the biggest Disney geek you know, I knew it was 27,443 acres. I knew all, everything about the monorails. I knew everything about the, you know, the bus system. I mean, there were only three buses back then, so it wasn't, you know, it wasn't too hard. <laughs> you know, one, one park and three hotels. But, um, you, know, I, and, you know, as Marcy said, I continued to go regularly. One of my best friends in high school, uh, his parents used to camp at Fort Wilderness. So I used to go down with them and camp at Fort Wilderness. And he and I would leave at 8 in the morning and come back at 2 in the morning. Um, you know, just all, all over property, all through the parks. Um, you know, I, I've been collecting Disney memorabilia since 1975. I started selling Disney memorabilia in 1986, long before the internet. 
Um, you know, it's a mail order. I had a two-page mail order catalog that I photocopied. Ended up having a 45-page mail order catalog, uh, and then the internet happened, and you know, I was doing thousands of dollars a month of of sales on eBay and on websites and on Rec Arts, Dis uh, Rec Arts Parks, Disney whatever. Parks, well, yep. Disney Rad Parks, Day, yep. Um, you know, and you know, we were doing uh, toy and collectible shows all up and down the East Coast. You know, when you know Marcy came along, you know, we were working the, these toy shows, um, and just going to the parks. And I think it was more, what, you know, what you said about Teresa. It's, it hasn't been changing my life. It's been more of an evolution of my life, more of shaping my life. Um, you know, we we have a huge collection in the house. We go to Disney World every year, um, and now through the podcast. Not only have we met everybody, but we hooked up with Give Kids the World, which wasn't something we knew about before. Uh, we volunteered there for the first time uh, on our last trip uh, and plan to volunteer there on every trip now when we go back, uh, schedule shifts when we're down there. So it's it's just a constant evolution and you know meeting people and coming to this meet, going to Delaware, going to Richmond a couple weeks ago. Um, you know, we're, you, you just you, your circle just gets wider and wider and wider. And uh, you know, you, you mentioned people saying, you know, you're you're going back again. We were just talking about that at our table. And my response to them, you know, we grew up in Philadelphia. The Jersey Shore was where everybody goes. Everybody would say, you Do know, you you're going. Teresa? Yeah, you know, you're you're going to Disney again. And I'm like, you're going to the beach again. The beach has been the same for thousands of years. Disney World <laughs> changes constantly. You know? Except um, the parking garage. Right. <laughs> <laughs> don't ask about. Don't ask Pete about the parking garage. So, so it's it, you know, it, like I said, it, it has shaped my life more than it's changed my life. It's 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 constantly changing my life, um, and and it's just you know, it, it's always been a part of it, and it's all it just I'm always amazed at what comes along next, uh, as to what next effect it has. Awesome, thank you, Steve. You know, one of the things when we have these discussions, because to me this almost feels like a revival meeting. You know, where we, have people, where we all share our things. But it makes me miss Walt Disney. She's feeling the spirit over there. <laughs> Pray, you know, praise Disney. You know, wouldn't you uh, like to just talk to Walt Disney, like, face-to-face -face and say, did you ever think that this was going to happen? Or thank you for, you know, sitting on that park bench. You're talking a lot about talking to Walt Disney last several shows. <laughs> Walking in d down Disneyland, I felt like Walt, Walt was walking next to me. I'm like, oh, oh no, she's dementia. Oh. Yeah. No, you know what it is? Kathy I, sees dead people. No, it's like, it's like, I guess, I don't really think <laughs> no, I have I understand any, what you're if saying. I have any regrets in my life, but that I came late to, like, Walt Disney. Like, I can remember seeing him point on the map and, you know, oh, that yeah. this was going to be Epcot and stuff. But like when we when I did the ABD trip a couple of years ago, and there was um, construction by the carousel where he started the whole thing, I was in tears. I mean, I'm so glad when Teresa goes with me because everybody's looking at her crying, <laughs> and I was over there crying just as much. And it's like you know, if he hadn't sat on that She's park a rock, bench, she never cries. Go ahead. You know, you know, he sat there and he he was trying to do this for his family. And I says, I, I'm sure I can speak for just about everybody. Disney brings families together. And that, that to me is like my, you know, my, my happy place. It's, I, I get to go do things with my family. And I would like to sit and say that to Walt Disney, like, thank you for doing this, giving all of us that gift of being able to go to a happy place. And not only is it a happy place, but again, we're here to raise money for charity. Yeah. Uh, how, how much better does that get? Well, you know, it's, it's um, I know for me and for the folks that work with me, and I know for many of you, it really is about sharing our passion. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's, we want to share it. We want to share it with other people. We want to share it uh, with like-minded people. The number of friends that have been made in this room and rooms just like it, the number of friends and relationships that have started on the discussion boards as that common, commonplace. Mm -hmm. What, you know, it, 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 and here in very, especially in a place like this, in a room like this, we're not just sharing it with each other, we're sharing it because we want that experience to go to families that really need it right now. Mm -hmm. You know, we talk about going through difficult times and we've heard those stories today about, you know, our personal, you know, our personal difficulties and how this helped us through that. Um, if you haven't seen the talk that Pam Landworth gave 
on Podcast Cruise 3, I believe yeah. it was. Well, make sure there's a link to it in the show notes page so you can go back and watch it again. Pamela Landworth, of course, the executive director of Give Kids the World. But about the miracles that happen there all the time through sharing this, sharing this passion. There is something about it that is transformative and that, you know, just even if it's just for a week, for every $5,000 we raise, one family can have that experience. That's why I don't mind traveling to these. That's why I'm so grateful for the kind of community that we have when I put that call out there a few years ago and said, folks, I want you to start doing these in your local communities because we saw how creative people were in raising the money, coming up with ideas I could never come up with. Mm -hmm. And look what's happened. Look what's happened. It's all about sharing passion. And that's something I think Disney fans in particular are very adept at. I think and we if have you get the chance to go to Orlando, you know, do a volunteer shift to give kids the world. Because I can guarantee you that when you walk in there and you see that awesome village. It's amazing. And the people that work there, you're going to count every blessing that you have. And you're going to hug your kids and realize how lucky you have it compared to some of these people. And I would bust my butt till the end of time to help some family be able to forget yep. their troubles for a little bit by being able to go to give kids the world. And if you yeah. think you can't do it emotionally, you can, because I can't. Yeah. yeah. Hello, Denise. Hi. Um, Disney changed my life in a lot of different ways. Teresa, we're going to need the tissues. I got it. I'm very shy, believe it or not, and with going to Disney over the years, since 1972, it has helped me to come out of my shell because of standing in line and talking to people. Um, I, I want that experience, but Disney also has been helping me in my life because I work for a public library in Delaware, and when my patrons come in, and need a book or you know doing whatever or, or whatever I give them my Disney experience back to them I always try to greet them saying hello good morning good afternoon if they have kids I call the kids princesses or Prince Charming um, so I, I try to give that because you never know what's on the other side what's what's happening to their to their life and and we have um, senior citizens that come in and that we are their only contact for the day uh, for for humans, I, so you know, I always try to give them that extra smile and everything. But Disney also has changed my life because I never thought I would travel to London and Paris. <laughs> I never thought I would get to go on a cruise, and I never thought that I would get to meet so many wonderful people that um, you know helped to give us two two baby kittens. Um, <laughs> added yeah. to our to our clouder, um, so it's just not Disney, but it's also the Diz Unplugged that has done a lot of changing. To, I think to a lot of people's lives, I would have never started to organize a, a, a event fundraiser event for Give Kids the World on my own. Um, but thanks to Disney and that drive for Disney and the Diz Unplugged, again, I came out of my shell to be able to help the kids. Awesome. Awesome. For those who, who don't know, Denise and her husband James are the coordinators of the Delaware Meet, um, uh, the Disney Meet for Give Kids the World, which uh, is October, the weekend of, uh, weekend of October 16th through the 18th. And I first met James and Denise on the first Adventures by Disney uh, London and Paris trip that we did. And, you know, it's funny because you were very, Denise, you were very hesitant about doing that trip these strange countries strange people i don't know i don't know and to watch how i mean on that just on that trip alone how she came out again just being around like-minded people people who shared a passion it's amazing the power that has it's amazing the power of sharing your passion and what it can do to transform your life and the life of people around you and as a result of you sharing your passion today we have raised over twelve thousand dollars for this so I want to thank you guys for coming out for another wonderful event to Nikki Mancini and her team for doing a phenomenal job as always 
Uh, this has been this has been great. We hope you enjoyed it, and we will see you again next time with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Thanks for being with us, everyone, and remember, stay out of the damn lakes. Have a good week, everybody. Thank you.